This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and today I get to stir the cauldron with Kelly McCarthy. She's an expert in understanding energetic frequencies and how they impact the world, whether consciously or unconsciously. And I'm going to guess the majority are the second category. As a former former restaurant owner and mother of two, holy shit, I hope you weren't a restaurant owner while you were a mother of two, because I don't know how you juggle all of that. Like, yikes. <laughs> she was caught in the frantic energy of always trying to stay one step ahead, struggling to juggle both personal and professional life with the need to slow down. That's like pervasive right now. So, so relevant. After a hospital stay, the clinic world would have called a breakdown. Kelly saw it as a breakthrough to learn from a variety of modalities to help her remember her connection to her ancestors and the power of harnessing universal energy. Wow. I can't wait to dig into all of this. Thank you for joining me, Kelly. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so before we got, before we started recording, I, I, I did, um, you know, just be my normal self. So Kelly already knows we're uncensored, just roll with it, whatever comes up. <laughs> Before every call, I always pull a card. And today I'm using the Path of the Soul cards by Cheryl Harnish. They're fractal art. They're really cool. And I got the Revealed card today. Isn't it beautiful? It is gorgeous. I love it. Um, so I think this probably ties into your path somehow. Uh, the message is when you hide yourself, you're withholding not only your energy, but your love, love for yourself and love for others. Embrace yourself and all your quirks. I like that message. Right. How does that, how does that land for you? That's a good message. <laughs> and also extremely relevant to my path and my journey from where I was to where I am now. So perfect. So I would love to dive right in and talk about your journey a little bit. I think it's really, really relevant and gives permission people to talk to permission to people to talk right. about the shit that sometimes comes with shame and fear and guilt, even though none of that serves you. So you have some secret sauce here. Let's dive in. Yes. So my story, as you can, you, from your little intro of me, um, I'm a recovering restaurant owner. That's what I call myself. <laughs> I love it. 27 years in the business of serving others. I always knew I wanted to be of service, but that was not the service that my soul was called to. It was right? just the service that I knew at the time, right? And I was sure. really good at it. But I was also really good at putting a mask on of pure happiness and looking like I had my shit together. 
I mean, literally, not only did I run a very successful restaurant that was open seven days a week, I also had a catering business on top of that, as well as two small children. I was the cub master for Boy Scouts. I was a den mother for uh, Boy Scouts. I was also a PTO mom. I was a sports mom. Um, anything the schools needed. I was on boards, commissions, you name it. I was stepping up for it, right? So I don't hear Kelly on that list at all. No, no. And that's kind of where, um, you know, the ship started to sink is I was brought up thinking, you know, as a woman, we just did it all, right? I mean, we just, we shut our mouths and we just do it. This is mom. You, you volunteer, you, you don't say no. And I didn't know what healthy boundaries were. I didn't know what any of that was. I just kept going yeah. and going and going until literally I couldn't go anymore. And yeah. um, I contemplated taking my own life. And what stopped me, believe it or not, was my toddler, my daughter, walked into the kitchen as I was holding my husband's chef. My husband is a master chef. I was holding one of his knives to my wrist. My daughter walked in as a toddler and I saw my soul for the first time through another's eyes. Oh, that, that was I it. have goosebumps. Like, yeah, that was it. It was the mirror that I needed in that moment to remind me that I was worthy of life. So I and got love. myself up, right? Got myself up and, um, I was voluntarily slash involuntarily uh, placed into a hospital for 10 days where they misdiagnosed me. Um, of course. You know, put me on the path of this is wrong with you, this is wrong with you, this is wrong with you. When what I realized after you know years of going through the process of that was that it was really the universe tapping me on the shoulder saying, hey, lady, there's a whole different way to live you just don't know how yet. Let's show you like literally voice it in my head. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with all of these medications. I'm done, obviously safely went in and weaned off of everything in a very safe manner. I don't ever suggest anybody try to do that on their own. Um, right. I don't care how small the dose Please make sure that if you're on any kind of medication and you're ready to uh, remove yourself or even try that you have the assistance of a professional because that stuff is dangerous. And Absolutely. what I was taking, and it's really crazy, but after I look at what I was putting in my body and I was like, this stuff could have killed me. Like literally had to have a liver panel done every three months to make sure that my liver was functioning. But I'm just taking this stuff randomly because somebody told me I should. Right. And that's so, I mean, I think that, that that's the programming that we've all yes. experienced. Yes. So I'm so excited to hear about your journey. You took this really shitty experience and turned it into a transformational pivot yeah. to who you really are. Yeah. I realized it was a breakthrough. I stopped with the words breakdown. I stopped with the frequency of it being a bad thing and stepped into ownership that, you know what, I'm going to learn to be consciously aware. Um, I'm going to start to wake myself up. And that's what I started Beautiful. to do. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's, that was the beginning of my journey to get back home to the being that I was born as. I love it. 
So as you started to awaken to this new energy and infusion of energy and connection, yeah. where did, where did it first take you that you were like, oh shit, this is it. This is the path. Well, let me first say this though, because everybody's like, Kelly, you're so happy. Things are, your life is so amazing. Like what, how did you get here? Look, it was not rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. Like, like people think it is spiritual work is hard. It's messy. It is going yeah. in and like just ripping open your soul and allowing it all to come out and really embodying all sides of you and being okay with who you are and learning how to create those healthy boundaries. So in the beginning, I felt like a freaking pinball because it was just one, it was so new, but I'm like, Ooh, you know, and I'm like, Ooh, squirrel, Ooh, shiny object. Ooh, this like, you know, it was like, Oh my gosh, there was so much to learn. And I was so open. But on the other hand, there was a lot of doubt. There was a, still a lot of trauma. There was a lot of trauma in my life up until that breakthrough of mine. Um, so once you start your spiritual journey, you think, oh yeah, this is going to be crystals and, you know, it's going to be pendulums and butterflies. Totally. And then it's like, you- wow, smack, you know, it's like, right? you know, the shadow work and, you know, looking at the dark side and re- like really starting to embody the trauma and not necessarily reliving it, but accepting it and acknowledging it and being Processing okay with it. Yeah, yeah, processing all of it. So let me tell you, in the beginning, it was um, it was not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and even to this day, you know, I have a lot more rainbows and butterflies now. Uh, but there's still look, we are spiritual beings having having a human experience, and uh, whether right. we are conscious to it or not, our energetic frequency is matching exactly who we are in every moment, attracting every experience that we are choosing to be a part of. Uh, life Beautiful is not happening. reminder. Yeah. Life is not happening to us. It's not even happening for us. It's happening as us through us. And when I had that bomb dropped on me 10 years ago, it was like, boom, personal responsibility for how we choose to show up each and every day. And it's yeah. nobody else's business and it's nobody else's job of how you choose to show up. You have to do the work. Right. Yes. And all of that is so, so relevant, but it's a continuum. Like our first day in, uh, we're not going to have all the answers and be able to figure it out no. even through the trauma. So no. seeing your path is super validating that it's possible and it's plausible if you're willing to invest. Yeah. It's absolutely possible for anyone, but you have to take again that personal responsibility for mm-hmm. your choice in it. Yeah, we yeah. are all born from ancestral fate, every single one of us. But we were never meant to live in the pain and the stories and the traumas of our ancestors' ancestors. We were supposed to live in the hopes and the dreams and the possibility of our children's children. So let's talk about that. Because <laughs> who's choking, Kelly? Stop it. <laughs> allergy season here in Connecticut. You know, tell you. When I lived when I lived in Connecticut, I had allergies too. I moved. Yeah. No more allergies. <laughs> yeah, the pollen count today is horrific. So 
pardon me. <laughs> no problem. We're just we'll just clear that up. Yeah. So good. I want to I want to talk about the idea of ancestral fate because yes. I think that that's a, a pretty novel concept that I'm sure a lot of people don't have any awareness of. So right. can you explain it to us? Yes. So um, one of the one of the favorite things I love is, you know, we go to a doctor and they have our medical history, right? And they tell you to fill out all of your medical history from whatever it is, heart disease, blood pressure, all, all that stuff. You have literally taken a story from your ancestors and embodied it as your own. Never, sometimes never having even met your ancestors, but you've now called it and said, oh, well, my mom's mom had cancer, so I'll probably have cancer. Something of that. Oh, high blood pressure runs in our family. Oh, anxiety. That's a thing. Mental, mental illness. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's in my uncle's. Oh, so we are calling it in to our own being, even though it's not ours. Why? Why? Well, my answer is for no good reason. Exactly. <laughs> so when I go into a doctor's office, and I will give you an example, I had to take my daughter to a dermatologist because her pediatrician saw something she didn't like. I knew it was fine. But okay, we'll go. So we go, she's going to fill out the medical history. She's like, mom, is there anything? I just put a big X through it. The doctor comes in, he goes, wow, you guys are really lucky. You have absolutely nothing in your family. And I said, absolutely not. And he's like, well, how is that? And I said, because I don't believe in it. He looked at me like I had 15 heads. And I said, do you have anything in your family? And he's named off a couple of things. And I said, but why are you pulling them in as your own? Like, why are you saying that it's that it's your fate or somebody right. else's? Why are you pulling it in? You are literally attracting it in with your energy frequency. You are matching it and saying, yep, runs in my family. Keep coming. Let's keep passing it on through all the lineage. <laughs> Let's just keep it. No, stop. It's the same with behaviors. It's the same with, you know, all of these things. We have the conscious choice not to live in the past. We can literally say, that is not my story. I'm going to create the destiny of my dreams through my thoughts, my beliefs, my actions, and my energy. I love that. And it's so empowering. Like, Mm -hmm. you aren't the victim of your circumstance or genetics or whatever. It's a choice. Beautiful. It's a choice. And again, it comes back to life is not happening to you. It's happening as you through you. And this is what people don't understand. That their energy in every moment, how you think, how you speak, how you act is attracting every experience that you feel that you are having in this moment. So if you're in a bad mood, guess what's going to happen? More stuff's going to come into your life that creates the understanding of that bad mood. Yeah, you that's think you, have a, you think you have a, a life of lack, you don't have enough. There's going to be more instances in your life that show up that show you're right, you don't have enough. Right. And that goes back to that same programming. Oh, we're not rich people. Like, 
Who the fuck said we're not? Yeah. Who said? <laughs> What's your definition of rich? Every exactly. The need that I have is met and then some. In my eyes, I'm rich. All that matters. Right. So people have to be very conscious of the way they choose to speak, not only about yeah. themselves, but others. They need to be conscious of the thoughts, not only of themselves, but others. And be conscious to their actions, not only with themselves, but around others. Because consciously or not, we are imprinting and impacting every single experience and every single person. So in every you, moment of every day. How do you guide people around that level of being conscious and attentive to their their frequency without judging it? As we know better, we do better. And as we do better, we help create space for others to do the same. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. To judge ourselves of that experience is pointless and it's a waste of our energy. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, and all of these nuggets of wisdom that you're sharing are often floating around in mm. people have heard them but until they start to embody them yes. it, it's not making a difference so i love this work that you're doing Thank um, you. how do you work with your ancestors so i am divinely guided and supported by um a very large tribe of my ancestors my elders universal energy mother earth and the animal kingdom so when I am in session, um, literally all I have to do is ask and they come in with whatever messages uh, are to be heard in the highest good of all. So Perfect. I understand that my purpose here is to be a mirror for people to be able to remember the soul that they were born as. I'm not doing anything to you not doing anything for you. I'm literally the mirror for you to remember because I was gifted at that point in my life, that same reward of being able to remember. And that's all we are for each other, mirrors. So I know you don't use this term yeah. in what I have been exposed to of your work, but you have a very shamanic energy about you. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know if it's the connection with earth and the animal kingdom and like all the things or what, but how does that resonate for you? Uh, very much so, but yes, I don't use the term. Um, you could say that uh, I am a shamanic practitioner. I have a very, very deep connection to um, mother earth and the animal kingdom and universal energy understanding that we co-create as one and it's up to us as the humans to dream our world into being and to help people consciously connect not only to themselves but to others mother earth and that animal kingdom it opens a doorway of understanding that it's bigger than just one person so that is my, if you want to say reason for, for 
choosing to be in this work. Um, it's to be of service for people to keep that connection. Remember as children, we had that connection. Right. We played out in the woods. We, you know, we pretended to make potions and, you know, we pretended to be animals and we talked to the trees and we just were part of her. Our, and then I mean, I still talk to yeah, the trees. Why? Because you're, <laughs> but that's my point. Most people condition are conditioned to forget. Yeah. But, and here's what I say when I talk about ancestral fate and, and parenthood and um, things like that, watch your children because the children are the teachers. We think we know totally better. True. We know nothing. They are the teachers. They still know what it means to stay present. Nothing else matters but what they're doing in that moment. They're not right. multitasking. They're not rushing. We are rushing them. Yep. We are conditioning them to forget how to stay present, how to stay in that paused moment. We, the adults who have been conditioned, we have forgotten. So by learning yeah. to go back and reconnect, we go back to that understanding that there's so much more than this linear world that we are so caught up in, believing that that's what's important when it's all crap. <laughs> it's, it's all it's, crap. It's just an illusion. It's your own perception right. of of, right. of all your traumas and everything combined into one. Right. But um, it, even the 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 amount of what people find as important. This is what makes me successful. This is status. This is this. This is, I don't care what kind of car you drive. I don't care if you live in a yurt or a mansion. I care about how you choose to show up each and every day. Yurts are pretty cool though. They're I mean, freaking awesome. <laughs> freaking awesome, but that's my point. I don't care what what your status symbols are. I care about how you speak through your soul. Beautiful. I love that. And you're setting this path out for your own children and the ripple is just exponential. And here's the thing about children. I would love to say that my kids are all about my lifestyle, but they're not. I have this a point. 20 year old son. No, I have a 20 year old son who serves for the U S Navy. People are like, what? <laughs> I'm like, this is his journey. It's right. his choice. I have to honor his choice. It's not up to me to direct him. All I can do is offer whatever support he needs in that. And same with my daughter. She's 16. Do you think she wants to hear about energetic frequencies? Please. I mean, so, come on. She she could care less. My 17-year-old is, is all about it. So he'll come over and chat right. with you. <laughs> but, but that's my point is, so my son does use essential oils. He's got an Oracle deck. Like he, he plays. Mm -hmm. But the words, the verbiage that I use, that is what I hear them speak. And that's what makes a difference. Yeah. I see how they treat other people. And that's what makes a difference. Absolutely. So even though they're not living my lifestyle yet, they're coming through as the understanding of how I choose to show up and how I choose to live. Right. And you aren't requiring the same bullshit programming that no. 
our parents may have required no. of us. Again, because they knew no better. Right. Just as many parents think that they're doing right or they think they're doing completely wrong. Here's the thing. If we would just take the pause and let our kids lead for just a little while, you could take so much stress from yourself if you would allow them to take their own steps. Beautiful. So we've integrated a little bit of parenting into our <laughs> spiritual journey conversation. Parents, friends, relatives, I don't care who they are. Let people lead and just be there to acknowledge them and hold that space for them. And, and here's one of the things I say to, to a lot of my clients who are parents that have problems or they're doing this with their kids right now, especially teenagers, right? Right. And this is what I say. When your kids come to you and they're just, some kids just need to vent, right? So if my daughter, for example, would come up to me and she has something to say, I ask her three things. The first is, do you need to just vent? Would you like my experience of something that relates to you and what you're going through? Or do you just need to be held? I've given her the option to choose what she needs. And then I shut up. And if she needs to vent, it's not up to me to fix it, to solve it, to try to make her feel better. She just needs to vent. Yeah, and then absolutely. If yeah, she we... wants to hear my opinion, fantastic. If she doesn't, bite my tongue. See? My guys are like, listen. Yeah. <laughs> it's not up to me to put what I think is best for her to do in any situation. She has exactly. to and and you were you said it before it is their journey and mm -hmm. their experience and that's really hard for a lot of people to keep track of when they're in the heat of wanting to fix shit for other people especially when <sighs> someone's hurting especially yeah. when you know someone is making a decision that could absolutely derail or harm themselves or whatever it's hard to sit back and watch that mm -hmm. but you cannot control anything other than how you choose to show up in any moment, right. including your reactions. Yeah. Like this little box right here is all you what? get to, to manage and control. That's it. And people have a hard enough time staying in their box. Yeah. They're so worried about that person's box and that person's box and this bigger box and that bigger box. And their box is nicer than mine. They're like... Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> right. Stay in your lane. Like literally stay in your own lane and work on you. Because again, as we know better, we do better. But if we're out there trying to change everybody else without looking in the mirror at our own shadow side, because again, everybody's just a mirror. You see something in somebody else you don't like, guess what? It's living in you too. Yes, totally. Right? Especially in your kids. <laughs> right? So hello, like own it and say, ooh, I'm triggered by that. Why am I triggered by that? But instead people immediately attack mm -hmm. instead of taking that pause and saying, ooh, I'm being triggered. Why is this so upsetting to me? What is it about this statement or this experience or this person or whatever it is? What is triggering me in this moment to create this reaction? That's 
awesome guidance. Um, So, I mean, if you leave this conversation with one really useful piece of information, that's it. Okay. In addition to the other 37 things that were like perfect, but Kelly, I want to know, do you have a quick, cool story about an interaction you've had with spirit that has, you know, like served you? Wow. So many. Right. (laughs) I like, it's like, how do you choose just one? Um, Do you want an animal or do you want? uh, Oh yeah. Let's do animal. We haven't talked about animals too much. So let's do that one. So as an animal communicator, I have the ability to have full-on conversations with wild or domestic animals. So I went on a whale watch in Portsmouth. Is it Portsmouth, Massachusetts? Is that Portsmouth? Is that a town? Or Plymouth. So. Plymouth. Plymouth, Massachusetts. Is Got that where it. Columbus landed? Where did Columbus? Yeah, Plymouth. Okay. Yeah, school was never my thing because I'm a different thinker. So <laughs> Plymouth. Okay, so we went to a whale watch. Nobody on the boat knew who I was, or um, I have this ability, right? My parents were with me. My husband was with me. We were um, like just starting to come out and and the captain made a comment of, you know, it's going to be a good two miles. Um, you know, we have to go out for the whales to be able to see anything. He said, I can't promise you, but sometimes this is what we see. But, 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 but. about a half an hour in, he gets on and he says, I have no explanation of this, but whales are coming to us. (laughs) I'm over here going, well, uh, hello. (laughs) I do. I know. So they're actually coming to us instead of us having to go look for them. We had 18 whales surrounding our boat. We had a marine biologist on the boat who literally said in 40 years of being a marine biologist, she had never seen some of the behavior that was happening with these whales. And the people on the boat are like, oh my God, this is... And uh, the captain even said, he said, this is the most incredible whale watch I've ever experienced um, my entire life as being a captain. So cool. And we never bothered to... I didn't like try to take credit for this. It's not about me, right? But the conversation that I had, and it's really funny because I was on one side of the boat completely by myself with no active whales and everybody else was on the other side of the boat watching the whales jumping up but i'm on this side just in a trance meditative state you know that beta state where you're just Mm kind of all in and the conversation i had this one whale come up just right at the surface and was just bobbing with me you know and just looking up at me and literally said i am the record keeper of the ocean. I am the storyteller of the sea. And I need you to tell the story for us that people need to start waking up. People Mm. need to help. People need to be conscious. And people need to start to fall in love with the entire planet again. And it starts with and so, I was like, yeah, like full body chills right now. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> it was probably the most profound. Here I am. And I'm, you know, just tears of just, wow. And I, my husband had, he came over and he was like, 
he went to tap me on the shoulder. And of course I jumped because I was in my own whatever. And right. he's like, come on over and look at all the other things that I, I couldn't even, I was like, babe, it's great. I love it. It's wonderful. But I need to just stay here. And he was like, okay. And, and I did. And I just stayed with that whale and I just felt her. Mm. I know that's hard to explain to some people who don't understand that connection. Yeah. But I have such a deep uh, respect and such a deep connection with um, with all beings, understanding that we are one energy. There, right. There's no difference between her and me. Um, hmm. She swims and I walk. Uh, but our energy is the same and we match. And her message was that we need to fall back in love with our planet. And I didn't understand what she meant at first about the sea was like the key until... And this is what's crazy. And this is where the message comes in. I mean, that was a profound message as it was. Right. So I was watching, and I don't even know what it was because I don't really watch TV, but it was some kind of earth planet type of thing or something. And they were talking about the plankton being the, the oxygen of the sea. And without plankton, we wouldn't be able to breathe. Oh, Wow. Right. It was something like crazy like that. And it was an instant. I was covered in chills. And I heard one of my ancestors say, that's it right there. Hmm. Save the plankton. And I was like, whoa. Right. Beyond that, did I do a lot of research on it? No. But that was like the profound was save the plankton. The plankton is the key. And I was like, wow, if we keep destroying our oceans, which destroys the plankton, it destroys the oxygen, which means we will no longer be able to breathe. Well, and even if you had done a bunch of research on it, I feel like the scientific explanation yeah. isn't the resonant one. Right. right. <laughs> so, well, that is fascinating. I mean, I could chat with you all day long. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I come to Connecticut, I'm totally looking you up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Where can people find you to learn more about your work? Um, I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, it's just Kelly McCarthy. I'm not hard to find. Uh, my website is Beyond Words and Wisdom. Awesome. We will make sure that we include all those links Thank for you. your social media and your website so people can oh, find you. you and follow you. Thank Thanks you. for joining me today. This has been so much fun. I appreciate you having me. We'll have to circle back and do it again sometime. Absolutely. Soon. There's so much to talk about. Right. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. See you next week on Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Peace and badass magic. Have you been hiding your intuition, your spiritual gifts? Are you ready to open that door without being overwhelmed or labeled crazy? Do you feel like there has to be something more to life, that you can't be the only one? The Mystics Academy is where you belong. Come home to a community of like-minded people who are learning to trust their intuition, connect to self, and access the power of their spirit. Learn more at themysticsacademy.com.